This is Shelley Rattray and you're listening to Passion for Health. This is your opportunity to hear from Alberta Health Services physicians and other healthcare providers, researchers, policymakers, community partners and patients to hear their stories and insights about what's happening to improve Albertans' confidence and satisfaction in their healthcare system. We are here today with Dr. Nick Mitchell, Senior Medical Director with Alberta Health Services Addiction and Mental Health Strategic Clinical Network. Aside from his work with the SEN, Dr. Mitchell practices at the University of Alberta Department of Psychiatry, and today we'll talk about the linkages between depression and exercise, providing an overview of how exercise can change the way our brains function, what studies are showing regarding regular exercise, and how this may help reduce symptoms of depression. Welcome, Dr. Mitchell. First off, can you tell us how does exercising impact our mood? Thanks, Shelley. I think it's important, first of all, to, to distinguish exercise from physical activity. Um, there's a lot of research that shows that not exercising is bad for you, but in general, not being physically active is bad for you. And when I talk about physical activity, I mean things like just getting off the couch and walking around. The more time we spend inactive in our day, um, the worse off our general health tends to be and the worse our mood tends to be. Um, in general, physical activity is associated with feeling better about yourself, better self-esteem, more self-confidence, uh, more positive self-image. Um, it's a healthy strategy to manage and cope with stress. It's also good for your, your physical health. Um, it, it's associated with reductions in your blood pressure. It reduces your risk of diabetes. Um, it can reduce your risk of obesity. Uh, additionally, people that are more physical act, or physically active report feeling less isolated and more connected to people around them, probably because they're getting out and doing things. And especially in Alberta, where uh, exposure to sunlight is a problem, particularly in the winter, people who are more active tend to get outside more, get more exposure to sunlight. On the other hand, when we talk about concentrated exercise, what we're talking about is intentional activity where you're doing something to get your heart rate up, um, doing strength training to build muscle, and that that's what's been researched extensively uh, in the treatment of depression. We know that when people exercise, particularly when they do exercises that involve getting their heart rate up, it results in the release of endorphins. And endorphins are chemicals in your brain that uh, are involved in feeling positive, feeling good. Um, so there's a direct, immediate increase in your mood when you exercise. As well, there are certain chemicals in your brain that we think are associated with depression and anxiety, and one of them is called uh, norepinephrine or noradrenaline. It's been shown that when you exercise uh, consistently, there are increases in noradrenaline in your brain, which directly mimics the activities that talk therapy does and some of our antidepressant medications do. One of the really interesting things that's been shown is that in, in people who have depression, there's a decreased ability for the brain to generate new nerve cells. And we see that with exercise, you actually start generating new nerve cells, you regenerate your brain. So that, that's quite interesting to see. Um, we know that people who are less active have higher rates of depression. They tend to report themselves as being more anxious. They tend to have poorer sleep. They have more difficulty sleeping. Um, and that there is some research that has shown that for individuals with depression, um, engaging in mild to, to moderate exercise can actually have an antidepressant effect. Okay, so you've talked about um, weight training and physical activity. Uh, what type of exercise then would have the greatest effects and why? So it really depends on what you're aiming for. For the general population, people who aren't depressed, it's been shown that any increase in physical activity is good for your mood. 
Uh, if you're having difficulties sleeping um, or um, if you're trying to, to lose weight and control your blood pressure, um, aerobic activity, so activity, activity where you get your heart rate up has been shown to be the most beneficial. Um, for things like stress management, it, it's true that running and, and aerobic activities are good for um, stress management, but other types of activity like uh, yoga or tai chi have also been studied, um, which those sorts of activities involve more of a, uh, a mindfulness or meditative component to them. So um, really what's important when you're thinking about engaging in, in any sort of physical activity or exercise program is deciding what you're interested in because if it's not something that you find interesting you're probably not going to do it and if you don't do it you're not going to benefit from it. If someone decides they want to take the steps to improve their mental health, how long does someone need to exercise to feel the full effects? Like 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour? There's been a lot of research shown on the, or done on this, and um, really what we're looking at is, is what is the dose of exercise, kind of like what's the dose of medication that you'd have to take. And there are a number of recommendations out there. Uh, Canada's physical activity guidelines suggest that the average person be active for at least two and a half hours per week. On average, that would be 30 minutes a day for, for five days. And that's consistent with uh, expert recommendations from a number of other sources. The challenge becomes what kind of activity you're doing because just getting off the couch and walking for 30 minutes probably isn't going to be enough for most people. Um, there, there's some research that suggests that portion of your activity has to get your heart rate up to at least 50% to 85% of your, your maximum target heart rate, which usually means doing some, some jogging or running or some activity where you're actually going to get uh, sweaty. And you should be doing those sorts of things for at least 10 minute increments at a time um, to actually see the physical benefits of exercise. And how long do these effects last? Can someone exercise once a month and still get the benefits or does it have to be done consistently? So when, they, when they've looked at this in the research and when, when uh, people look at the impact of exercise on mood, it's not enough to just get off the couch and, and, and walk and it's not enough to, to just get out and exercise hard once a week. It's got to be something that's built into your lifestyle consistently. And that usually means that you're doing it five or more days a week, um, so more days than not. Um, and it has to be maintained. It's not, it's not enough to do it for a week or two. To see the benefits of exercise, particularly for your mood, really you have to be involved in physical activity and exercise for at least three to six months. So studies have also shown that regular exercise three to five times a week is equally as, effect, as, as effective as antidepressants. Is this true? So for people with depression, there's been uh, interest in the benefits of exercise for their depression. And in research trials in individuals with mild to moderate depression, it has been shown that you get a similar benefit with exercise three to five times a week, but that is aerobic exercise, so it's intense exercise, and it has to be sustained. Usually the research trials do 30 minutes to 45 minutes at a time, um, and usually the program lasts three to six months. So it's not something that works right away, but you can see over that time period the same sort of benefit in terms of improvement in your depressive symptoms that you see with medication or therapy. The difference sometimes is in how fast it works. So as I say, exercise can take a number of months to work and sometimes medications can work faster. Um, and, and the research hasn't really teased out whether or not um, adding exercise to medication or therapy is better than one of those treatments alone. But most experts, most doctors would recommend, and I recommend to my patients, that if, if you don't have any medical reason why you shouldn't be exercising, that it's something that you should probably add to your, uh, your management for your depression. Because it has 
other benefits besides just improving your mood, um, but it is likely to help as well, and it's not going to cause difficulties for you. It's not going to worsen things for you. One of the interesting things that the research has shown is that when people engage in regular exercise and they get an antidepressant effect from it, that that effect is sustained for up to six months after the, the uh, after the depression gets better. The challenge is that you have to continue exercising. So it's not something you can just do for a month or two and feel better and stop doing. It's something that you really need to build into your lifestyle on an ongoing basis. To learn more about depression and exercise, visit myhealthalberta.ca. If you're struggling with depression and need help, call HealthLink at 811 for services near you. This is Shelley Rattray, and you've been listening to Passion for Health, produced by Alberta Health Services. You can follow us at ahs.ca slash podcasts to add your comments. We'd love to hear from you.